Good morning, everybody. How are we all doing? We're going to do a new song to start out with. It's a really neat song called Open Up the Heavens. So sit back and get up and enjoy the music. Here we go. Come on out. Come on. Come on out. a new one called Open Up Your Hearts in the Heaven. I hope everybody's doing great today. I have some really great music for you. This is one of my favorites. It's an older worship song called Mighty to Save.
Everyone just needs forgiveness. Isn't that right? The kindness of our Savior. Let hope of nations. Trust in God. Hope in nations. Here we go.
because he is, he is the risen king. One more time now. I said shine your light, let the whole world see, because we are singing for his glory. mighty to save. And we need his mighty power in America right now. Churches all across the nation are praying today that there would be peace and safety, calmness amongst the people in the cities. So would you join with me as we pray and lift up our situation to the Lord, all the rioters and people causing disruption and destruction so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, ask you for your peace and your calm to come upon us. Just like you calm the storm, you're able to calm the situation. We rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus. He has no place in our country. This is one nation under God. And, Father, we take authority right now given to us by Jesus Christ to calm the seas, calm the emotions, calm everything that would disrupt our peace we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said, amen. Thank you. I believe that you're saying that. <laughs> uh, many churches are opening their doors today, May 31st, in hopes of gaining back normalcy. Uh, but it's on a limited basis. The CDC has guidelines that we need to follow. We're closely looking at the coronavirus cases in L.A. County, and we're targeting to possibly open up a service out on the lawn June 14th. This is what we're shooting for, targeting, don't know. We have to, you know, watch the uh, statistics for the next two weeks. But for those of you that want to come, we're inviting you to come and be a part. We're still going to film for those that want to stay at home. But uh, we believe that this will be a step in the right direction to bring our church back together again. Now, there's a lot of guidelines that we have to follow, and of course, my son is uh, uh, studying them very heartily, very uh, heartily, and so he's going to come up and make some uh, announcements about what we need to do. Yes, hello, everyone. Uh, it's so good to see you on Sunday morning virtually. Yeah, uh, there's quite a few guidelines that we have to go through and that we have to follow. Uh, my dad sent out an email yesterday with them in writing. Uh, it was in the text of the email, and there was an attachment. So please make sure that you review those um, before you decide whether or not you want to come to church uh, when we reopen for an outdoor service. Um, it just, it's also really important that you give us an RSVP. Uh, we need to know whether or not you're coming to prepare uh, so we know how many people, um, what capacity we're going to have out on the lawn so we have... Uh, just enough of everything um, for everyone uh, who wants to attend that service. 
So uh, firstly, service will be held outside on the back lawn from 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m., just for a period of time until we're following the guidelines and can move inside. And I will say, even though these guidelines seem quite rigorous, uh, our hope and intent is that if we're all following the guidelines, um, you know, we'll be able to uh, do other things. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully, if we're all following the guidelines as a team, then maybe we can start adding certain elements to our services as sort of a reward for everybody following the guidelines. And then that way, uh, we can just ensure everybody's safe and healthy during this time. Uh, so that's your reward, that's your incentive for following the guidelines. Also, uh, we'll need to check people's temperatures. If people aren't following the guidelines, we're not planning to check temperatures outside because it is an outdoor service. But if we go inside, if you have to go inside for the bathroom or if we go inside, uh, you know, at a later date when the capacity limitations are lifted, uh, then we'll, we'll need to check temperatures. But if we're not following the guidelines outside, we'll also need to check temperatures outside as well. Uh, parents, you need to discuss these guidelines with your youth and your, with your kids. Your youth and your kids are going to stay in a family group in your household on the lawn. We're not going to have separate children's church and youth services in person, but we may continue uh, some of the lessons online. Also, I've been talking to Margaret and uh, my dad, and we're talking about ways of incorporating sort of, uh, you know, kids' elements into the service, into the hour-long service, and coming up with ideas for parents on what you can do to try and uh, keep your kids from getting fidgety uh, and uh, kind of, um, you know, moving around all the time and wanting to run across the lawn. Uh, so, uh, you know, be looking out for that in the next two weeks as well. Uh, there's, there's no direct contact allowed at service, no hugs, no kisses, no elbow bumps. My mom said no foot bumps either. I guess she's seen quite a few of those. Uh, no handshakes. Uh, we just really need to be keeping our distance six to ten feet apart. Uh, the only way that this will work for everyone uh, to meet together and to stay safe and healthy is if we maintain that six to ten uh, feet apart. Uh, so do not come to service also if you have been in contact with anyone with COVID-19 or in the last 14 days, or if you have any of these symptoms, uh, a fever above 100.4 degrees, a cough, chills, muscle pain, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, sore throat, or new loss of taste or smell. Everyone must wear a cloth mask uh, around your, face, on your, nose, um, your nose and mouth. Each person... Uh, in each household must maintain six to ten feet of distance from anyone in another household at all times. So parents, you don't have to be six to ten feet away from your kids, but we just need distancing from every household unit. Um, and if you have questions about that, about whether or not you're considered a household unit, you can give me a call. Uh, my number is on the guidelines um, as well. Uh, people over 65 or with an underlying medical condition, including chronic lung disease, moderate to severe asthma, serious heart conditions, compromised immune system, severe obesity, diabetes, chronic kidney disease on dialysis and or liver disease. You should stay at home and continue watching services online. We're going to continue to have those online for you. Upon arrival, if you could park in every other parking spot, there's going to be cones showing you where we don't want you to park. Uh, so if you could just follow those and park in every other parking spot, we're going to try and have like a parking attendant to um, direct people. Also, if you don't want to get out of your car, 
we're going to try and have some spaces reserved for people who just want to pull up and maybe roll down their windows and listen to the service uh, from the parking lot. We're going to try and have that available as well. You have to bring your own chairs or blanket for a seat on the lawn. We're not going to be providing chairs just because we don't want to have to disinfect them and we don't want to spread germs. Um, we will provide some shade for those who absolutely cannot sit directly in the sun, but shade will not be available for everyone. So you can remain in your car, you can bring an umbrella, a hat, sunscreen, sunblock, all that good stuff. Uh, refrain from food or drink before service unless absolutely medically necessary because the bathrooms are going to be available on an emergency-only uh, basis. Uh, and there will be some guidelines. I don't want to go over those right now, but there will be some guidelines if you do have to use the restroom in terms of wearing gloves and hand sanitizer and all that. And that's on the guidelines that we sent out, so please review that. Uh, use the restroom at home prior to coming to service. That will help us out a lot and reduce the number of people that have to use the restroom while you're here. Remember, you're only going to be here for an hour. There will be hand sanitizer available for everyone outside. Uh, and contact the church immediately if you develop any flu-like symptoms. You can give me a call. Um, the, my number is on the guidelines uh, with comments, questions, or to report any symptoms. Um, so those are the guidelines. Please, it's really important that we're all following the guidelines when you come to church. And follow the, the uh, guidelines of the, uh, the public health authorities throughout the week as well. That would be helpful. Uh, and... So some of the other announcements, just moving right along for the week, are uh, this week we are going to be having uh, Bible study, your prayer and Bible study on Tuesday at 7 and Bible study at 7. Those will still be through Zoom, through, uh, so please keep logging on, on through that. Uh, Ten minutes early, 6.50, to help Pastor Charlie out. This week, Bible study will be starting the book of Colossians. Um, so that's really exciting that you guys get to go to a new book. Uh, there's also an announcement I've been telling you about uh, the summer youth camp. Well, this year, they're changing it to an online forum. It's called the Summer Digital Experience. For both kids and, and youth, the kids um, are July 16th through 18th, and the, and the youth is July 23rd through 25th this year. I had said July 1st through 4th, but the dates got changed. Uh, so there's a lot of different options um, for this digital experience. Uh, folks, uh, parents and kids and youth can just watch it directly from home. We're hoping that by mid-July, at the end of July, we might be able to host something here with social distancing with the kids. That way at least they can see each other and um, we think that might be better for them in terms of getting more out of it, but we just kind of have to see how things go. We can't make any decisions right now. Uh, but it's going to be really awesome. For the kids, there's going to be uh, a, um, a magician. There's going to be a puppet show. There's going to be a, a virtual visit to the zoo. There's going to be praise and worship. For the youth, there's going to be games and challenges. They have all these breakouts for the kids and for the youth. Like the kids can do like martial, learn martial arts. The youth can do drawing or dance or music. There's all kinds of really cool opportunities for them to connect with kids and youth throughout the country. And um, it, there's a really, there's, it's no cost. And so you can invite as many friends as you want, and there's no limitation of who can participate. I will say that we do want to start registering soon. June 3rd is uh, the start of the registration because they do have limited supplies in terms of they're going to mail boxes out to people um, for the challenges and for some of the crafts for the kids 
Um, so we, we definitely want to register as soon as possible. So I'll be calling a lot of the parents to see uh, where they're at and how they want to participate, and so we can make some further decisions on that. Uh, lastly, uh, there, if you would like to donate online, and incidentally, even when we open, we're still going to encourage people to donate online uh, just because we don't want to be passing an offering basket uh, across the lawn. But anyway, you can donate online. You can go to newheart for you N-E-W-H-E-A-R-T, the number four, Y-O-U.com. Just click uh, Give Online to pay your tithes and offerings. You can click Media for my dad's sermon. And then also, if you want to mail a check, you can still do that to 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. I hope you all have a good rest of the week. I'm very excited to see you all again soon, and I just hope that you all stay safe and healthy. And one thing I did really want to mention, I know my dad's over on the side and probably ready to move forward, but um, I, for the past few weeks, I've been running around our neighborhood, and I've been running um, unsuccessfully up this one hill at one point in my run over and over and over and over again. And I kept saying, God, you know, it says in your word, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, yesterday, I just had this feeling, God spoke to me and he said, today's the day. You're going to make it up that hill without stopping. And, um, you know, as I was running, I could feel a confidence in my stride because I could tell that I had, I, I was coming from a position of strength, um, just through my training, through everything that I had done, and, and also through depending upon God. And um, when I got to the hill, I could just tell, like at first I was a little concerned and sort of starting to doubt, but then I just kind of leaned on that strength in my stride and just kept going, and, and I made it up the hill, and I was just so excited. And God kind of spoke to me at the end, and he said, this is exactly, this is like an analogy, this is exactly what we're going through as a church and as a country, as believers right now. Um, we, we really have to be in faith and rely on God's strength and just have a certain confidence in our stride and know that if we just keep being persistent and consistent in doing the things that we need to do, staying six to ten feet away from each other, uh, you know, wearing our masks, doing these things, there's a, an amazing reward for us at the end of the tunnel. And I really do believe it. I really do believe that there is revival in our land that's going to come in the next couple of years if we just stay strong and stay committed, keep spreading the gospel, doing what we need to do to stay safe and healthy. I, I promise you, with God's strength, all is possible, and we're going to overcome this together. So I just wanted to say that as encouragement to you all. I hope you have a good rest of the week. Amen. This is your day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Whatever you need to accomplish, He's there to help you. We're going to pray right now as we get into the Word that the Lord would minister to your hearts as I speak His words, that it would minister to you and be a light to you and cause you to do great things for Him. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, we ask Father, that you guide my heart and my mind and my mouth to speak the words that you've given me to speak, that it may be an encouragement to those that are there, that they may receive it in their spirit and have joy and peace in knowing that you're with them. So for this, Father, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agreed said, amen, on your couches and on your chairs and however you're sitting. Well, today is... Pentecost Sunday, where we celebrate and remember when the Holy Spirit came down on 120 men and women in the upper room 50 days after Christ was crucified on Passover. That's why it's called Penta, meaning five, Pentecost. It's the 50th day. 
Jesus told his disciples, stay in Jerusalem, for the promise of the Father is going to come, that the precious Holy Spirit is going to be poured down upon him. Hallelujah. What a great day to celebrate, because you know what? After the Holy Spirit came, he's still here with us. He hasn't left. He hasn't gone back. But in that day, it was a great day. Now, there's four great days that I know of in Christianity and knowing Christ. First, of course, is his birth. When Jesus was born, when he came down from heaven and took on an earthly body and walked the, walked the, the, the streets of uh, Galilee and Judea and everywhere else, ministering to people. Then it was the crucifixion where Christ actually died on the cross, paid the price for our sins so that we could have redemption, that we could be close to the Father and have everlasting life. Then, of course, was the resurrection when Jesus rose from the dead. What a glorious day that was, because when Jesus rose from the dead, it showed us that we are going to rise from the dead as well. We're not going to be stuck in the graves. We're not going to be stuck in the ground, but we are going to have a life that he has prepared for us in heaven. This is good news. Then also, Pentecost, which is today we're celebrating, 50 days after the Passover, is when he uh, uh, let the Holy Spirit come upon us to be uh, walking with us even as Christ walked. The Bible says that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power to go about doing good. Now, you need the power of the Holy Ghost to live a daily life. You, if, if you don't have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you're like a Christian uh, that is, is like a car that has no gas. You might look good, but you're not going anywhere because you don't have any any spirit power. Or you might be like a TV. It's on, but if you don't have the remote control, you can't change the channel. You're stuck where you're at. Or you might be a Christian that's like fried chicken with no uh, flavorings, no seasonings. You say, this is bland chicken. This doesn't even taste that good. Well, we want to have spice in our life. We want to have flavor. We want to have grace uh, in our life as we speak to people. So let's look at this scripture in Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit was promised. It says in verse 1, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, I like that, and suddenly as they were praying, praying, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Everybody felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. Uh, and they began to speak with other languages. There was about 15 languages of people that are around. And, and they came out and they said, Who, how are these people speaking the wonderful works of God in our language? They, not, they didn't even, haven't even been to our country. They were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what could this mean? Others mocking say, oh, they're full of new wine. And Peter stood up and said, oh, no, brothers and sisters, it can't be new wine that they're experiencing. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. It's not time to drink. Well, it's never time to, to really get too drunk. But he said, they're not drinking. They, they, they may look like they're drunk because they're praising God and they're dancing, they're rejoicing, they're celebrating and talking about all the wonderful things of God. And the people thought they were drunk. But the Bible says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? 
making melody in your hearts to the Lord. So that's what we need to do. Now, Peter didn't know exactly how to explain what was happening because he's never seen it before. And the way he explained it, he said, Brothers, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He said, this what you're seeing right now is that which was spoken, that, that the Lord said he would pour out of his spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will uh, see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And so he had to explain to them that we have the Holy Ghost to do things. The Bible says, as I mentioned, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good. Now, we need the Holy Spirit to do good. There are times in our lives where people rub us the wrong way. Our neighbor, our co-worker, yea, even our family members might uh, rub us the wrong way. But we have to have the power of the Holy Spirit to control ourselves and give us peace. You know, I uh, was watching Franklin Graham after they had kicked him out of New York, after he had spent millions of dollars to open up a hospital there to treat the COVID-19 uh, uh, COVID uh, patients. And, and they kicked him out because they didn't agree with him, his philosophy. Uh, they didn't believe in his, in his beliefs. And so they, they told him to pack up and go. And so when they interviewed Franklin Graham, he, he, he didn't have any animosity towards him. He said, I love the people of New York. I was glad to serve them and care for them. In fact, I would do it again if the same situation arose. And my wife and I, we looked at each other and we said, wow, that is amazing. What Christian character to not fight back when people speak bad about you, but to be lovingly kind, showing them the love of God. Amen. That's what we need when we have the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's not the only thing the Holy Spirit does, because in John 16, verse 7, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will be your comforter. He will be your counselor, your helper, your advocate, your intercessor, your strengthener, your standby. How many of you know we need all that? We need a counselor. We need someone that we can talk to, someone that can comfort us, something that, somebody that can strengthen us, like he strengthened my son to, to uh, run up the hill. He's our advocate. He takes up our sides. And, and, and then here it says, I like this, it says, and you will have close fellowship with him. Oh, I love that. You mean we can fellowship with the Holy Spirit, that he can be with us, and that he loves us even though he knows what we're all about, and yet he still loves us? This is a miracle. This is amazing that he is so close to us that we can whisper to him and he hears us. We can pour our hearts out to him, and he's there to help us. Praise God. In, the sec in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, it says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit or the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. He, he wants to be with you, and he's a jealous God. He's a God that wants to spend time with you. I know when I was first dating Marianne, I wanted to spend every day, every minute, every hour with her. And so we uh, didn't even have to ask. We just found out when we were leaving uh, for work, and we would call or come over and spend time with each other. And we would talk on the phone for hours. And one day, one night, we talked all night long, even to the wee hours of the morning, morning until it was 6 o'clock in the morning. And I said, I think we better get ready for work. Now, mind you, I said, 
we were on the phone. She was in her house. I was in my house. And, and so we talked all night long. And that's what, the, that's what the Holy Spirit, he wants to talk with you all the time, all day and all night. So there's three ways, three main ways to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you with these right now. The first, the foundation, of course, is the Word of God. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are life. That means Jesus' words, when he speaks them, when you read them, when you confess them, the spirit emanates from them. The Holy Spirit is, is alive in the words that we speak that are Jesus' words. In Proverbs 4.20, it says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. His words are life. His words are spirit. So the Holy Spirit actually fulfills what the word in the Bible is saying. Jeremiah 1.12 says, I watch over my word to perform it. It's the same thing that happened when God created the heavens and the earth. He said, let there be light, and there was light. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the earth. And when he heard the words of the Lord, he enacted it. He manifested it. And I tell the story about a young boy that was out playing in the yard, and he, he hurt his knee, and he came into his father and said, Dad, would you pray for me? I hurt my knee. The father said, of course. And they prayed. And then the father said, how does it feel? He said, well, it, it still hurts, Dad. He said, well, we're, we're going outside and play, and we're waiting for the manifestation. He said, okay. So he went out and played a little bit more and came back and said, Dad, it still hurts. He said, well, son, we're just waiting for the manifestation to come. Go out and play some more. So the, the son finally came back and said, Dad, it still hurts. When is the man from the station going to get here? And that's the way we feel sometimes. We're waiting for the manifestation. But God is uh, not uh, uh, slack in his promises. He will bring it to pass if we have faith and patience. Praise the Lord. So, so just like Jesus had the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit is like Jesus to us in this earth. I want to share with you in Mark 16, verse 19, it says, After the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And the disciples went out and preached everywhere. So the Lord spoke to them, went up to heaven, and the disciples went out and preached. And then it says, But the Lord was working with them and confirming the word with signs following. So how can the Lord be in two places? He's up in heaven Sitteth at the, sitting, sitting at the right hand of the Father, but yet the Holy Spirit is here enacting the words of Jesus. So we have that Holy Spirit. We have that power to work if we can just meditate, study, and, and confess the Word of God, that it will become alive in our hearts, that it will be, empower us to do the things that we're supposed to do. Now, prayer, second element, first we have the Word of God, Spirit ministers off the Word of God. The second thing is prayer. Prayer in its simplest form is talking to God. It's communicating with the Almighty in a personal way because of the relationship that you have with Him. And I can't dictate what kind of relationship you're going to have with Him. That's up to you. However you feel, you express it to the Lord, and He'll answer you back, and He'll talk to you in the way that you understand. If you're a farmer, He'll talk to you in farmer 
terminology. If you're an intelligent person, he'll talk to you intelligently. However you uh, communicate with him, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll be your constant companion. He'll be there to hear you and, and watch over you and talk to you and guide you. This is great news. Amen? And, and you'll sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Acts chapter 15, verse 28, it talks about the disciples who were in Jerusalem, and they were having a council, a meeting of all the disciples and apostles, and they were talking about some concerns that they had. And so they came up with uh, some decisions, and they went and they said, here's the quote. It said, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything besides these following requirements. So they didn't say the Holy Spirit spoke to them. They said it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. And to, in other words, they sensed his presence. They sensed him being there in the room. They sensed his approval. And that's what you have to have. You almost are in a Holy Spirit bubble protecting you and, and counseling you and talking to you all the days of your life. And the more you spend time with him, the more he makes himself uh, relevant and his presence will be known. It's, it's such a good thing. What, what a re remarkable thing that we have the king of glory, the, the, the God of all creation residing on the inside of us, wanting to fellowship with us, wanting to spend time with us. And so I encourage you to first read the word of God, second, to begin to talk to him. Now, you can talk to him in the natural as you go your daily life, but there's also a getting into the spirit realm because he is a spirit. And when you, when you do that, you, you divide yourself or you separate yourself from the worldly things, and you penetrate with your heart to go into the presence of the Lord. And this is a wonderful feeling. And the way you get it is the third thing, by worshiping him. The Bible says that he, the Father, seeks those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. You can tell when somebody has the Holy Spirit. You can tell when somebody has spent time with him because his presence just emanates right off from them. You know, I mentioned, uh, or I uh, had mentioned, Richard Salgado, he, he spends time uh, singing to the Lord and worshiping Him. And so when he comes and leads praise for a men's group, you can sense the presence of the Lord is on him. Yeah, I say, Richard, have you been in the presence of the Lord? He said, of course, I have church every day with the Lord. And so he brings that presence with him. I can remember when I was at the, my first church and we had Jack Hayford come and visit us. And Jack Hayford had written that song, Majesty, worship His majesty. So anyway, he's coming in to the meeting, into the office. I opened up the door, and wow, I felt the presence of the Lord come by, come through him, and I said, he's been spending time with the Lord. He must have been praying in the car all the way from Van Nuys to get here. And so he got that song because he was in Europe and he saw all the beautiful castles. And he said, these are great castles, but we serve a mighty, mighty, mighty God that is uh, majestic. And so it, it filled his heart to be able to sing that song. Then I have a friend also uh, named Don Thomas, who was a pretty famous uh, guy in his time. He wrote, anointing, fall on me, let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me anointing fall on me. So uh, he came and he spoke at our uh, conference, actually sang for a whole week long. And every time he got up, 
the moment he began to sing, the Holy Spirit just filled the, the whole place. And I said, my, Don, how did you do that? How, how do you do that? He says, you have to be addicted to the Lord. You have to be addicted to his presence. And I looked that up because that's not a really a pleasant word, addicted. And so I found some, some little more uh, palatable words. A better description would be to be in love with, to be infatuated with, to be obsessed with, to be fixated on, to be fanatical about, to be hooked on, to be wild about. I'm wild about spending time with the Holy Spirit. We should get just as excited about spending time with the Holy Spirit as we do about watching our favorite football or baseball game or going to uh, the latest sale at uh, Macy's. All these things. We have to know that we have to get more excited about spending time with the Lord. And so the last scripture I want to offer you is found in Zephaniah 3.17. And that's where I really learned how to enter into the presence of the Lord. Let me read that scripture to you. It says, The Lord, your God, is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a Savior who saves, and he will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction, and in his love, he will be silent and make no mention of past sins, or even recall them. He will exalt over you with singing. This is in the Amplified Version. He will exalt with you in singing. And that word exalt means to spin around under the influence of any violent emotion. It's usually to dance and leap for joy. It's to rejoice in the Lord. And so I said, okay, Lord, if you're dancing up there in heaven, and I'm sitting here on the earth all perplexed and puzzled and confounded and confused and all dreary and in the mully grubs, I had to say, this is not matching. I need to take that same spirit that you have of rejoicing over me and allow it to come upon me so that I can dance with you and I can rejoice with you. And so every morning about three o'clock in the morning, I would get up and I would say, Holy Spirit, help me dance before the Lord. And I began to dance and to shout and to just call on the wonderful works of God, just like they did on the day of Pentecost. And to my surprise, the Holy Spirit came in in a big way because he felt comfortable in my worship because the Bible says in uh, his presence is fullness of joy. And he inhabits the praises of his people. He comes in and says, I'll join with you. I, we, we need to praise the Father. We need to praise the Son. And so I enjoyed that for a couple of weeks. And then I got tired one morning. I said, you know, Lord, I'm kind of tired. I want to just rest a little bit. And he said so softly, can't we do that I love you, you love me thing? Because the Bible says that he first loved us, and so with that love, we love him. He says, can't we do that I love you, you love me thing? I said, okay, yeah, we, we can do that. So I began to get up again and, and praise the Lord. And I found out that my prayers were answered much quicker, much faster, and, and more defined because I had the Holy Spirit with me. So we want to keep that Holy Spirit with us. We want him to be able to enact our lives in a positive way, in a way that is pleasing to him and gives us victory in every area of our lives. I, I want to invite you now, if you said, well, you know, I don't know if I've ever received the Holy Spirit. I don't know if I've really accepted him into my life. If that's you, I want to pray with you. I'll pray with you now, but first I also want to pray 
that you, if you've never accepted Jesus in your heart, that's the first step. And you may be out there and say, you know, I'm just listening. I just happened to be cruising around the website, and I, I tuned in. And I, have, I don't know if I formally accepted the Lord. I don't know if I've actually said, Lord, I want you to be my Savior. So if that's you, bow your head and repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross and paid the price for my sins. I thank you, Lord God, that you're able to come in and be Lord of my life, to guide and direct me all the days of my life so that I may see your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, receiving the Holy Spirit is just as easy. So repeat after me. Say, Father, I thank you for Jesus. I also heard about your precious Holy Spirit that would be endued from on high to come and indwell in us. I ask for your precious Holy Spirit to come and minister to me, to be Lord of my life, to guide and direct me, be a counselor, be a comforter, be a strengthener, a standby, an advocate, an intercessor in my life, to be a friend that I can talk to, can I, I can share my life with, and you can guide and direct me in the ways that I need to go. If that's you and you made that prayer, I want you to rejoice and believe that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I thank you for your goodness, Lord. I thank you for your power. If you've prayed either one of those prayers for salvation in Jesus or the Holy Spirit in filling, you can call uh, me at the office for further prayer, 626-332-1472. Or if you care to respond online, you can go to our website, and there's a tab that says contact. Just hit that. Put your information in. Let us know what happened. Did you receive the Lord? Did you receive the Holy Spirit? You can put your phone number in there. I can give you a call, and we can just firm up your commitment to the Lord. So I'm glad that you're able to join us today. I'm glad I was able to impart some things that hopefully will give you, uh, will energize you to want to do and live for the Lord all the days of your life. So God bless you, and we'll see you next week, Pastor or uh, uh, Sister Terry McFadden will be ministering next week, June the 7th, and then the following week, week, Pastor Gary will be here on June 14th. So God bless you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Ron. Great sermon. Great sermon. We're going to close out today with a great song called Our God. Isn't that true? He's our God. i
Sunday, everybody. We'll see you next time.